back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about 12 months to being prepared. Um, a lot of people, when they start thinking about, hey, I should get into prepping, hey, I should, you know, look into this stuff, they don't even know where to start, and it can all be a little bit overwhelming. Um, we figured a new year, new you. Um, this is a great time for everybody to go back, check what they already have going on and kind of, you know, come up with a plan of how they can step up their game and make things a little bit better. Um, I would actually recommend maybe get a notebook, um, at least a piece of paper, just something to write down the different, uh, you know, categories. You may want to step this up to kind of 12 weeks to getting prepped, but a lot of people like to, you know, get involved and, and you know, see what they can do. So uh, that, that's the game there. So anyway, you guys are ready. Let's jump right in. Um, first, Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, so January. Kevin, where would you start? What are people always thinking about in January? They're like, you know, what do I do? Yeah, it's the same thing every year, right? It's I'm a fat ass. I've been eating uh, Christmas cookies all all for the past month. It's time to go on a diet. Well, I mean, hopefully you're not a fat ass, and you can just start with uh, some basic exercises. Um, I would say January is a good time to start a, a new fitness. Program. I think that's an excellent um, idea. Um, I know I ate a lot of, ate yeah. too many Christmas cookies this year, so you know. That that sounds like a great place to start, right? Is uh, maybe uh, lay off the Christmas cookies. Um, so yeah, fitness. Now, what what does that mean overall? Um, I mean, I gotta say, probably wouldn't hurt to quit smoking. Um, those out there doing it, I know drinking doesn't really help with the waistline. I'm not saying give up it's all your joy, right, Kevin? I see you got problems. Um, Anyway, but I mean, that's it. it. It could just be taking things to moderation. I'm not saying you can't enjoy a good cigar with life. I'm not saying, you know, you can't <laughs> enjoy life a little bit. But I'm saying, could we yeah. all step up our game? Um, yeah, well, if you're middle age um, or getting to middle age, you know that things start slipping. It's not not as easy to, to keep your ass from getting fat. Yes. Um, one thing that I always see happens with uh, older guys as they start moving into middle age is their ass disappears, completely That's gone. That's what it is. You got to start doing some squats, man. It's going to atrophy. You're going to have uh, a, just a, a flabby butt. Nobody wants a flabby butt. Girls don't like it. They want a nice hard butt that you can crack walnuts <laughs> yeah. between the cheeks. That's what women want. All right. You know, if you're trying to stay fit, Got to start with them squats. You got to get out there, do some walking, get your cardiovascular system up to date, you know, get everything moving right. If you're out walking and moving every day, you're out running, hiking, doing those sorts of things, it's going to increase your metabolism and it's going to cut down on that beer gut that's been growing all year long. You know, you got it. You know, it's time to get rid of it. There you go. And if you're going to be fit, if you're going to be ready and you're going to be prepped, you're going to have to be in good shape, man. You're going to have to be uh, able to get your ass off that couch a little bit and do some moving around. Uh, when the power goes out and the cable's gone, 
you're not going to have a whole lot left to do. You know what I mean? You're you're going to have to start moving around. You might as well start doing it right now. Yeah, that, that only sounds right. I mean, a lot of people kind of have that mindset of, well, when I run out of food, I'm bound to lose weight. And I'm going to start exercising then. And that's when I'm going to have time because I won't be going to work in the apocalypse. So I'll have lots of time for hitting the gym. And that's not exactly how this is going to play out. Odds are, if you're don't not in some kind of reasonable shape, then you might not even make it past the first couple of weeks. Um, another thing that becomes an issue is when you let your diet go and, and you kind of turn to crap, you end up with things like high blood pressure, diabetes, all these things that really take a toll on you. And guess what? A lot of these things require medication to maintain. And it turns out it sucks when you can't get medication in the apocalypse. Therefore, one of the things we can start doing is getting into better shape and taking things there. So that's an excellent place to start in January. Right, right. Now, moving on to February. What do we got, Kevin? Well, I think we are talking about yeah, self defense, security, uh time to time to buy that firearm or time to get out to the range with that firearm and learn how to use it. That's it. So a lot of us, you know, different states, we have different gun laws, different rights of self defense, all this kind of stuff. But you need to basically stretch the limits of your state and, you know, start to prepare. Um whether that's some kind of battle rifle type thing like an AR-15 or, you know, an AK-47 or whatever variant, you know, you think is appropriate, that's great. Maybe it's a shotgun is the limits of where you live. Maybe it's, you know, having a, a proper handgun. Um, it's important to go out, find something, find something that's comfortable in your hand, something that feels right. And guess what? Bullets are coming down. The prices are actually a little bit reasonable right now for you to get back in the game. Um, a lot of people are still having New Year's sales, things like that. I know Palmetto's always got great things going on at Palmetto State Armory. Um, you may want to look into that, see if you can't step up your game. I know they had a nice little sub 2K, something to keep in the car, whatever. That's right. Um, you know, again, all this stuff depends where you live. I know a lot of the uh, the kids now are talking about FOMO, fear of missing out. If you have fear yeah. of missing out on the good prices, you can go to AmmoSeek.com because they'll help you find the cheapest prices for nice. ammo on the internet. I like it. And they were great to us, you know, mm -hmm. uh, being a sponsor of the show. They're happy to look out for us. So it would be great if we could find the best deals and... You know, get out there, get something in brass, maybe, and something Ooh, nice, you know. Something shiny. You know, maybe you got that gift card for Gander Mountain or Dick's and you want to go down and buy some ammo. Sure, you're going to pay a little more than the rest of us who go to AmmoSeek.com, but it's time to stock up on that kind of thing. That's maybe right. you use your money there to buy the firearm, and then you go buy the ammo at the great discount. Mm-hmm. That's the answer. Kevin, that was nice. You worked in that little plug there. I like that. Yeah. You know, it, it felt completely shameless when you did it. It was like no organic. shame. Organic. Organic. Right. 
So, yeah. uh, so moving right along here to March. Yeah. Now March, yeah, I've, March. we've got a similar a similar one. This one is 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 security, but this is home security. So March would be a and good month. And that is month. a little different. Yeah, March yes. would be a good month to go around and check your doors and windows. Do you have enough deadbolts? Can the police kick down your front door if they come and they try? Can they? Because they shouldn't be able to. Um, have you, know. you got the Tannerite dog set up right in an appropriate scary position uh-huh. when the ATF kicks in the door? That's right. These You've got to be ready, man. Think about it. Now, this would also be the time maybe you need to set up a cash. Uh, go yeah. maybe get off your butt and go bury some stuff. Now, I know some of you who are like, well, I, I don't need a whole year to get prepped. I can do this, you know, one of these things a week. Well, I got to say, there's a lot going on with, you know, with buying a firearm or buying, you know, setting up a cash in home security. You know, we, we have episodes just on home security. You may want to go back and revisit that in March. And take a look. Uh, is your yard, can you see out? You know, are there obstructions, bushes where people can hide and kind of sneak up on you? Do you have fences? Do you have your animals protected? Do you have, you know, these are the kind of things. But deadbolts, Kevin always talks about, you know, do you have smoke alarms? That's a security issue for right. a prepper. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure your carbon monoxide and all these things are in place and actually wired up and right. ready to go. Have batteries or, that, or hardwired, whatever you want to do with it. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you can get into with uh, low, low cost. You know, replacing uh, the hinges, uh, the screws in your, your door hinges. Um, a lot of people have, have the, the, you know, one and a half inch screw in there. You got to get some, you know, some three and a half inch screws. That's not very expensive. And just take the old ones out, put a new one in. Get it in there nice and secure. Um, you know, you but know, I've been looking at beefing up the front door. Right. You know, just a heavier door. A heavier door. You, you know, know so metal doors are, are, are great. And they, you know, metal door doesn't have to look like shit. You can get a nice looking metal door and you can sell the misses on it by looking nice, you know? Oh. You let her pick the color. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you gotta do. There right? you go. Um, moving right along to April. April. April's a big one. Now, April, I think in most states in the United States, April's a big uh, uh, rain month, you know? April showers bring May flowers. Um, I was trying to check out uh, Tasmania as far as the uh, weather goes there. It looks like they got a pretty good uh, rainfall all year long. Um, okay. You know, I know we've got a couple of listeners in Tasmania just trying to trying to give you guys a heads up, but uh, April is a big uh, rain month, and it's a good month to think about water storage. Um, are you collecting yeah. your your uh, gutter rainwater, you know, are you, right. Do you have, I mean, you think about uh, water usage and it's real easy to think that you don't use a whole lot when you can turn on your, your cold and hot water faucets and the water just comes out, you know, Um, that might not necessarily be the case, but uh, you know, it, it you use a lot more water than you think you do. I think the average they say is is five gallons a day per person, but that doesn't really count uh, toilet flushes. That doesn't really count taking a bath. That doesn't, you know, count washing your ass. There's got to be, um, there's got to be some 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 water set aside and stored up and ready to go. And right now, while the faucet's running, you can get all the free water you want. All you have to do is have containers. Uh, get some of that stuff stored up. 
You know, when you go to the grocery store, buy a gallon, buy buy five one-gallon things, buy a five-gallon container, get some water, have it on the shelf, have it ready to go just in case. If you fill up a, a gallon jug of water uh, from your sink, that will last forever if it's sealed, if you're putting it in a clean container. It's not going to go bad. Right. You can just fill fill up those containers, seal them up, and set them up, set them to to the side, and uh, all that water is going to be free use when when the time comes, and it's uh, it's now, real easy to do. Exactly, and the thing is, you don't you need to do what's appropriate for you. If you live in a college dorm, maybe that's buying the extra twenty four pack of bottled water to keep under your you know under your bed. And you have another one that you work out of all month long. If you live out in the country, maybe you set up your gutters and your rain collection unit like Kevin's talking about. Maybe you set up some 55-gallon drums that can hold water that you can maintain and keep things going. Um, I know when it came to looking into water with me, I actually, we had a second well, but I didn't have a second well pump. And... I went ahead and, you know, was able to put together, once we had some extra money, put together a second well pump, so I now have a backup. That redundancy matters. Um, also, with my second well, it's they call it a surface well, where you can slide the lid off and throw down a bucket and pull out water. That works out for me. But even with that, I still have gallons of water set aside and ready to go. This is the kind of thing that you should be doing. Um, maybe you're in a more city environment. Well, water's still going to be important for you. And having 6, 12, 18 gallons of water set aside somewhere is really important. Now, if you have a garage, something like that, you can do even more. Obviously, you want to be aware of uh, what's freezing and what's not. But, you know, you figure out a way to do it. But this is the time. This is the time to be doing it. And so, I don't know. It's just time to get started and get moving because, honestly, things aren't getting better in the world. Kevin, you know, right around the corner every time, you know, there's always a new emergency, it seems like. Always some other crisis happening, you know. But I got to say, things aren't exactly looking great right now. Right. Um, You know, things aren't on the up. Yeah. I know prepping can can get expensive, you know. I know a lot of guys that run out there and and decide that they're going to start prepping and run out and blow all their savings on on you know shit that they probably don't need. Water storage is cheap. It's cheap right now. Yeah. And you're going to regret it if uh one day you turn on your sink and nothing comes out uh because you use a lot more than you think you do. Um and right. it like I said it's it's free right now basically. Filling up containers from your sink you know, what do they charge you, two cents for 20 gallons of water? You know, I don't know what, what your local area is, but the electricity pumping it out of the ground is, it doesn't cost that much to run your water and fill up some containers and get it set up. You don't have to spend a fortune doing this. The The money, the big money end is going to be uh, the containers. And, um, you know, and you can get, believe it or not, you can get 55-gallon drums pretty, pretty cheap. Um, do a yeah. little bit of searching. Uh, you can even call... Uh, local chemical companies, and a lot of them have uh, leftover cleaned out 55-gallon drums, and 
you know, Kevin, are you trying to poison our listeners? Most of the time, most of the time, they have a, a fifteen dollar. Uh, what do they call it? A, a fifteen dollar deposit. That's less than you get uh, for a tap for a, for a keg. You know what I mean? Just get that shit and don't pay him the fifteen dollars back and don't get your refund and you're already in. You're already in. No, exactly. No, I mean there are ones that are appropriate for water, appropriate for stuff. You do want to find out what was in it and you know whatever. But bottom line, do a little research, ask the right questions. Kevin's not trying to kill everybody. If you go back to our episodes, you know you'll you'll hear a little bit about that. Um, moving right along to May, May. Now you saved all that money in April, right? So. Right. April was cheap now, month. Now, it's now I'm going to ask you to dig a little bit deeper. Um, and we're going to talk about backup electricity. Uh, this may be a solar setup. This may be something like $400. This may be $1,000. Maybe it's an $800 gas generator. I got to say, you know, you have to decide what works for you and where you live. Uh, maybe you're like, Hey Chuck, you know, my budget's like $30 for the month towards prepping. Well, guess what? Honestly, you probably should still be putting that towards food if that's what your budget is. But if you have an extra 30 for food every month and another 30 for prepping, then I would tell you even the small little solar chargers that you can use to charge up a cell phone, a flashlight, uh, backup radio you know that kind yeah, they're of thing. not very expensive to get those little solar and you you're the one that that showed me those i'd never even heard of that before um and they they've got these little chargers that are about the size of a cell phone and with a usb cable you can charge anything that will go with the usb cable you can charge up your phone and be, believe it or not you know a smartphone is a is a really good device to have especially if you can access the internet um it's a great thing to have uh, as far as doing research. You know, what food what food is edible and, you know, what plants are edible and not. And, uh, you know, how to, how to uh, purify water, how to do all these different things that you might find yourself having to do. If you have phone access and you can charge your phone, that's a big deal. Uh, $30 right. can go a long way to uh, getting some of that stuff done. I knew uh, a girl whose mom used to have a... Uh, a USB charge vibrator. I mean, different strokes for different folks. I don't know. But I mean, also you can spend money on batteries. Uh, batteries are great for radios, flashlights, all that sort of stuff. A lot of people have the USB uh, charge flashlights. Those are great, especially if you have that little solar solar uh, charger. Uh, if you do go into solar, I would say uh, for the smaller stuff, you know, if you're talking about the little portable kits, end loop batteries, I think they're from Panasonic, but it's E-N-E-L-O-O-P, I think, and a loop or something like that. Um, they're great. They hold a charge a lot better than a lot of other ones. Um, they, they brag about, you know, having so many charge cycles or whatever, so many thousand, and, and they're great. Um, I've had nothing but great experience with them. Uh, that's probably a great place to start. Um if you guys want to shoot us an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com. If you talk to me about your budget, if you really don't know where to start, I can uh, you know point you in the right direction on Amazon or something like that. Because I have been watching it for a little bit, kind of looking to put together something myself. 
I'm kind of thinking in the more 400 to 800 watt neighborhood for mine um, to start with. Like I said, I, I found ways to meet most of my needs without electricity. So it's maybe not as critical to me as it is to other people. But I feel like 400 watts kind of keeps everything moving that I'm worried about. Yeah, and if you're gonna but get it, if you're gonna go out and get a ahead. generator, it's it's worth the worth the time to get an get electrician, more, yeah, to get that hooked up properly yeah. and and done right, and you know direct the power towards the things that you're really concerned about. It might be your refrigerator or your uh, your freezer, um, you know, it might just be a heater. You know, I mean. Uh, the real issue with a power outage is is freezing to death in in a lot of you know places in the the northern U.S. Um, but in a lot of places in the southern U.S., you know, a refrigerator or a freezer is going to be the real issue. Um, right. You know, you don't want to lose a bunch of uh, meat, a, a bunch of uh, food that you have frozen. You know, and I I a lot of I differ with a lot of preppers in in the sense that a lot of my food ends up in the freezer. Um, it's mm-hmm. great to have canned food. It's great to have dried food. It's great to have all yeah. that sort of stuff. But if you're going to have, you know, uh, a good access or access to good meat, you want a good freezer and you don't want to lose all that just because of a power outage. Right. No, definitely. And, and even, I mean, to be honest, if you do a big garden, you know, canning and stuff, unless you're home and really kind of homesteading, you know, if you're out running a job and stuff, canning and putting away that kind of stuff is a lot of work so being able to keep it all frozen and keep it going and like kevin said you know losing electricity short term you can really uh you know wipe out your stores hundreds of dollars you could lose yeah definitely so keep that in mind um all right moving right along uh june june getting a little bit warmer you're starting to go outside yep how about Looking into foraging. Yeah. Um, yeah there's another you know, cheap month going out. What's edible around you? Yeah, exactly. Right. You're able to save up for for what's coming in right. the future. I grew up in this um, area my entire life, and and uh, years and years went by before I realized how much food is available to me for free just in, you know, just in my area. You know, a lot of people talk about dandelions. Yeah, you can eat dandelions. Uh, you know, that's that's one of those things I see people freaking out about their lawn. You know, they get one little weed in there and they spaz out. They want to have a, you know, perfect lawn. And But, you know, maybe your lawn should be edible. Lawns are really just a waste of uh, a waste of acreage, in my opinion. It should be all dandelions. And if you've eaten dandelion greens, you know they're disgusting. There's other stuff out there, though, that you can forage for and that you can work with. Um, you know... Oak trees produce uh, acorns. Acorns don't taste great, but you can you can uh, you know you can work them out. Um, yeah, wild onions is another one. Somebody's ju- uh, just mentioned that here on the uh, comments. That's another great one. You know, you can dig those up, and they're edible. You can also use uh, season your food with it. Um, mushrooms usually start in the fall. Uh, most of the most of the good foraging stuff is starts in the fall so june is a great month to get started uh doing a little bit of research you can find all sorts of apps on your phone to just snap pictures of of plants that you don't recognize and you know you'd be surprised how many of them are edible there's a lot of food that's all around you all the time and if you know what's what you can access that food 
Uh, I know we did an episode on foraging a while back, and there's a guy, Wild Man Steve Brill. And you might think, hey, I live in a city, I live up north, there's nothing to forage. He actually did uh, uh, foraging tours in Central Park in the middle of New York City. So there's always stuff, um, you know, planning stuff around in areas around you. This is also a good time when you should be thinking about, you know, gardening, stepping up your game there. You might actually want to start to plan out that garden and order seeds right now and look into when you might want to, you know, put things in a little bit early. But looking into food and vegetables and things like that, how you can get it growing and what can work for you, that's something you want to do before there's a crisis. Um, So you may want to check that out. And get started with that and step up your garden game is what I can tell you. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I, I know that it's not a great time to talk about gardening here in, in uh, the beginning of January because you've got so much, you know, so much time before you can plant, but that's not really the case, you know. January is not. a great month to get your garden started. You know, if your beds get your seeds are ready, ordered, get yep. things maybe started. Get yep. some compost mixed into that soil, get your beds built. Uh, if you haven't been gardening, yeah. this is a great time to start getting prepped for your, your summer garden this year. I already ordered my new chickens for the year. I mean, nice. this is the time. Yeah, I always think about it. You know, when it's warm, you're like, oh, you I know, it's I April, had... May. Yeah. Now I'm going to get chickens and I go to order them and they're all sold out. Right. And they're like, no. And the... I mean, yeah, you got them at Tractor you Supply. Do get... yeah. I understand that. But you're not getting... right. Or you do get them in, and you realize they're not lay, they're not going to be big enough to actually lay eggs until it's winter time exactly. when they stop laying so many eggs. You know, now right. is a great time to start ordering your uh, your chicks. Exactly. All right. So let's talk so, about July. July is the next month in our list, right? All right. And we have food storage. Food storage. So now we just started the garden. We prepped. We went or uh, we went foraging. We learned about mushrooms and all kinds of cool things. Now, what do we do? We gotta we gotta start canning and jarring. That's something. That's a skill that you can really develop and kind of look into, and kind of start to put into practice. Now, the other obvious, you know, elephant in the room is people talk about. Well, what about the long term food storage? You know what? That stuff's awesome. And if you got money to throw at a problem. You should buy a lot. You should buy a year of food storage and throw it in the basement and have that ready to go. And that's, you know, you can't beat that. But I would also tell you that there's a lot of cheaper ways to get into that. Um, You can go buy a couple of 20-pound bags of rice, 25-pound bags of rice. Buy the 10-pound bags of flour. Buy the, you know, 5-pound bags of sugar. Put them in five-gallon buckets with sealable lids. Um, you can look in. Uh, I, I know uh, our buddy at uh, uh, yeah at Mayhem Country Living there, Darren. He uh, would point out that uh, you can freeze that stuff and then store it in the five-gallon buckets, and might even buy you a little bit more time. But if you actually rotate through your stuff, maybe what's right for you 
is setting up a rotation for your cans. You know, they have all kinds of things online on how to rotate your cans. And I don't mean just by putting the new stuff in the back. I mean, they have neat little dispensers where you can kind of load it on the top and dispense it out the bottom. There's a lot of cool things you can do. This is the time to be thinking about it. And like I said, it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars on long-term food storage. It can be, you know, hey, I'm just going to go and get started and, right. you know, and start it, buying a little extra. Yeah. If, you know, doubling up like we've talked about. If you're new to, to prepping, my number one recommendation would be not to go out and spend thousands of dollars on, on food storage. Not to go out and, and blow your budget on a on a bunch of bullshit that you, you know, until you do a little bit of research, until you start eating that food that you're storing up, you're not going to know what's what's quality and what isn't. Um, you can go out and buy a bunch of shitty freeze-dried food um, from all sorts of places that will be happy to take your money. Um, but do a That's little right. bit of research first. Are you, gonna, are you really going to want to eat that shit? You know, are you really going to want to eat these freeze-dried crackers that, that taste like they're, they're stale and, and kind of have a hint of horse shit in there? Because that's, that's really what you're going to get when you spend a bunch of money without doing any research is horse shit. You need to think about what it is that you actually consume. Um, you know, free, people, a lot of people say, I don't eat freeze-dried food. Um, they say, you know, they, they don't go for that shit. But do you eat pasta? Do you eat rice? There's a lot of great freeze-dried foods that you can store up that will last for years. Um, I just had to, unfortunately, you know, and I don't like admitting this because I try and pride myself on this, but I have a, a canned ham, as disgusting as that sounds, that just expired. Because it's gross, I never ate it, you know? You don't want to get stuff right? that, that looks gross that... You're gonna get it just because it lasts for a long time, because it's it's not gonna work out for you. You know, I've had I probably had this canned ham that my wife found that's that's a month past expiration. I probably had this for for five years, and it just sat there. Because I mean, can uh, ham out of a can doesn't sound appetizing. If it doesn't sound appetizing, right? don't buy it. You don't want to eat that shit. You don't want to eat that shit when when the apocalypse is happening any more than you want to eat it now. So get stuff that you feel like you're going to use and you're going to eat because you have to ro uh, rotate your stock. Yeah, and I, I agree with, uh, you know, one of the comments here is people won't eat certain things, uh, you know, until they're actually hungry. That's, that's true. That's true. And you'll find yourself eating a lot of uh, stuff that you wouldn't normally eat. I've eaten a lot of disgusting foods just because I was hungry. Um, I Yeah, but... Let, let's make our downgrade down to Chef Boyardee instead of, right. you know, eating worms out of the backyard. Right. Can we do that? Can we raise the level, Yeah. you know, a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can eat that's really disgusting. Or there's, like you said, Chef Boyardee that's just kind of gross. And that's right. a, a great way to look at it. I mean, that's, you know, we don't need to be eating worms. So... But hey, it's better than Just not remember, eating worms. That's remember, if you do you. have find yourself eating worms or bugs, you have to cook them first because there's parasites all through that stuff. Yeah, cook your yeah. bugs. Yeah. All right. Excellent tip. All right. September. Let's move into. Oh, we did August. August is next. Oh no, you're right. Um, 
August. August, right. Self-defense. Mm-hmm. Hand-to-hand so combat. what I was thinking is hand-to-hand combat. Um, how many places have, you know, uh, jiu-jitsu, Br- Brazilian jiu-jitsu, MMA classes, this kind of stuff? I got to tell you, when I was in the military, the guys who grew up with a wrestling background and that kind of thing would quickly dominate, you know, any kind of fighting, that kind of thing. Um, You need to like look into that kind of stuff and maybe put a little effort in time. Now, I'd rather see you sign up for a class and go get some hands-on where you're actually incorporating these moves with somebody. It is a game changer. If you spent six months learning, you're a world away from everybody else. Um, If not, I would say at a minimum, you know, buy some videos, look at some stuff, read some books. Uh, I know Tawa G. Kundo is always the uh, go-to, right? Mm-hmm. Right, that's you know, the Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee book, right? knows everything. Yeah. You, you can't go wrong with that. A lot um, of people don't know he wrote a book on, on self-defense, and it's easy to easy to follow instructions, you know? It's not complicated stuff. I, I can't. Uh, I can't even... I can't even guess the amount of fist fights I've seen between people that did not have any idea how to fight. You know, people yeah. breaking their knuckles, punching somebody because they're they're a fucking idiot. You know, people putting their thumb inside their their fists to, to punch somebody and breaking their thumb. Just you you need to have some basic concept of it. And you know, maybe you are poor. Maybe you're poor like I am, and you can't afford to go to the MMA gym. You can't learn some skills. Start right. start some fist fights. Get your ass kicked when you can go to the doctor's <laughs> office go. and get your nose reset. Don't do it when there's no hospital around. Don't do it when there's no doctor. Don't learn how to fight then. Get into fight some bums. Bumfights.com. There's all sorts of start, people out there that want to fight fight club, all the time. Whatever yeah. it takes. Get to it, man. Get to it. If you just, can't afford just, an MMA gym, then uh, there's all sorts of people out there that are um, ready to fight you. You don't have to win every fight. I actually fight. think Losing there's a great gym right more. next to your house, Kevin. So there is there there's is a great a gym right by right your right house. There. So mm-hmm. you know, with some MMA action, but you know, whatever. Um, just putting that out there. Uh, September fire building. You're thinking about fall and starting. You're thinking cool about off, right? you know camping, cooling. Maybe step up your fire building game. Come up with a couple of different ways. Honestly, a lot of people, even with a match and a lighter, can't build a proper fire. Uh, you know, you should be able to start a fire with one match without a jug of uh, lighter fluid. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is possible. It's possible to These do that. These are things you may want to step up. Um, I'm, I'm told that the YMCA teaches boxing. Uh, there's stuff there. I got to say, my two boys, I've had them both go through boxing and do that for a couple of years. There was a boxing gym opened up where I lived, and it's a game changer. You know, my my older boy, who's just like pretty passive, you know, it knock you right out. You know, he mm-hmm. has no problem uh, because you know, blasting somebody in the head. Yeah, and the thing is, it's unbelievable if they spend a little time in the gym and learning to keep their hands where they're protecting their body. And protecting their face, it's hard to get in on somebody like that. 
and it's hard to get in and, and, you know, to blast them in the face. But they seem to have no problem blasting you in the face. It's been my experience. I'm just saying. Yeah. I read a book. Bunch of rowdy kids, yeah. Um, yeah, but exactly. So October. Now, starting to cool down. Maybe get out and a little time on the shooting range. You got that new gun. You've been cleaning it. You start shooting. Now you're like, Chuck, you know what? I go shooting every weekend and I'm pretty good with it and I'm going to keep shooting every weekend. I need something more. Maybe take it to the next level. A little bit of gunsmithing, a little bit learn to take apart and clean your weapons properly. Really put some time into learning how they work and how they function and how you can, you know, keep them working long term. Right. Anybody that's um, gone to Army boot camp knows that they have you, you know, Army and Marines, they have you disassemble and reassemble your rifle over and over again. And that's because knowing how to take apart your weapon and put it back together means you know how to operate it. And if something goes wrong, you know what you're doing, you know, um, just just owning a firearm doesn't mean jack shit. You know, if you can't hit anything, it's yeah. there's no reason to have it other than somebody coming by and taking your gun from you and putting you in a bad situation. I fully right. believe that every person in the United States should own a firearm. I also fully believe that you should not own a firearm if you don't know how to use it. Um, That's right. You need to spend some time getting familiar with your, your firearm so that you can use it appropriate appropriately and not accidentally shoot yourself in the ass. Do you know that Tupac oh, Lord. was shot only one time? And the one time he was shot, he was trying to pull the gun out of his his uh uh his his waistband and shot himself. It's because if you're a fucking idiot, you're gonna do more damage than good with a firearm. You need to know how to use it. If you're gonna buy one, spend some time and learn what you're fucking doing. Otherwise, you're you're right. just more of a hazard than anything. That only sounds right. Um, I I don't really have anything more to say for that. You guys know I'm the big advocate for getting out and putting some time on, and ammo is coming down in price, so you may want to take a look at that. Um, anyway, uh, November, a lot of states. Uh, that's time for hunting, right? Hunting and trapping, and October, um, beginning of November, you know, it's time. It's time to get out there. Learn learn those skills. Mm-hmm. Learn how to, you know, how to actually catch animals. How to go out and be still and see how hard it is to get a deer to walk in front of you when they're nocturnal animals and they're not really hanging out when they want. See what you need to do to really get them to get out. I know we think, dang, you know, I hit deer with my car all the time. It's no problem. Well, you know, try it. Go out and see. And no, I'm not saying you can't go out and people can't go out and get a lot of deer and and do great things. What I'm saying is it's not something you learn overnight. It's something that you go out and put a time and, and, uh, you know, learn and see what you can do with it. That's what it comes down to. You know, go out. You got to have some range time. You got to have some. Do it. Yeah. Some hunting. Exactly. Yeah. Now, trapping Um, is another story altogether. I know you took a a course on trapping, and it's, you know, it's not, uh, you know, it used to be real easy. And, you know, that's how our our country was basically founded was was trappers and hunters, you know. 
Uh, one of the big things was right. was beaver pelts right. back in the day. Uh, they're only worth about $27 right now. But there's a lot of other animals that, that you can trap that are, are very useful. Rabbits are, in, are a great one. You know, rabbit skins are very useful and the meat is great. Um, and, and a lot of states have restrictions on trapping. Um, I would just be aware of your, your local laws. So just, uh, just be aware of that and, uh, you know, get out and do what you can, you can do legally. A lot of the times, uh, trappers will go out with the 22 because you have to kind of, you know, put an end to something that's, that's, that's hanging out in your trap. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely an exercise worth, uh, worth pursuing at least a little bit, at least to the point where you know what you're doing. And, and these are things you got to kind of try out once again. And, you know, all these prepper skills, they come with hands on and, you know, that's what you need to do. And last but not least, I have December and December people are settling down a little bit. And I was thinking bushcraft skills, you know, learning to build a shelter, you know, the winter is always a great time to get out and, you know, enjoy that kind of stuff, brave the cold a little bit, embrace your manhood and, uh, you know, see what you can do. Now, obviously, you can kind of mix and match these, put them where you feel that is most appropriate for where you live, or maybe where you're weak in your own prepping lists and and prepping skills, where you're, you know, falling short. Uh, You guys know we have a website, uh, preppingbadass.com. And if you sign up for our email list there, we're going to give you free access to a uh, prepping course that me and Kevin had put together a couple of years back and we'll give you free access to that. You can sign up for our email list, find out all the cool things that you know we have going on and once a month we actually give away a prepping badass knife. Um, they're different and u- unique. Each one is handmade. Handmade, by- that's right. Spanny blades, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he didn't make the blade, but he made the sheath and the handle and put it all together. The blade, well, a lot of the knives they're they're all different, but a lot of them have Damascus steel blades, and they're pretty sweet. Uh, think fancy Bowie knife, mm-hmm. fancy sheath. Think Damascus, nice, nice knife. Right. So we have a winner. For December, I know you're saying, well, Chuck, December just happened and you missed it. And that's actually true. So the winner for December is Scott, who's got an email address that's at duck.com. So if you're Scott at duck.com, you may want to check your email. I haven't sent it out yet, but I'm going to send it out later today. And, uh, you know, see if we can hook you up. Uh, send me an address, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll um, send you out a badass knife. Anyway, never get an email. We're gonna have to look into that. Um, I would say if you signed up and you never got any emails, which is kind of weird. I feel like I maybe don't know what I'm doing with this kind of thing. Who knows? Um, you may want to. Uh, Email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Anyway, sorry, it's thrown. Um, either way, uh, so Scott, I will send you an email and uh, let you know. 
about the knife if you're the winner. And otherwise, I would say subscribe to the YouTube channel. You guys may want to join our Facebook group, uh, Prepping Badass Group. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Uh, I think it's like facebook.com slam prepping badass. And we have a YouTube channel, obviously. Some of you are watching us here on YouTube live right now. And those of you who haven't, you may want to check us out, Prepping Badass at, at YouTube. And otherwise, I would say you have questions, concerns, comments, email us at preppingbadass.com. Otherwise, I would say stay safe at, yeah, that's the one. And we will talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.